Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot Z-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It is 1234 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. Time for a Stoffer Inspector for the horses. Horse Racing Alberta. Watch for the opening of the new Century Mile Racetrack this spring. Spec, we'll have to do some shows out there when they get that place. I have to talk to our man Jeff Robillard. And, uh, that's if uh, you and me are still in these roles at the, you know, moving forward. Why, are you getting fired? It's not uh, your fault, Bob. No? No, it's uh, not your sometimes fault. Sometimes I wonder from the text. Like, <laughs> I know it's not my fault. Let me ask you a question. Do you think <laughs> if I was GM, I would have traded Taylor Hall? Oh, geez, I don't know, Bob. I can't count how many dumb things you would have done if you were GM. Let's think. Maybe not that. <laughs> Maybe not that? Yeah, I don't <laughs> I think don't. so. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and the funny thing is I went into a, wide, a sort of a wide-ranging conversation spec on Thursday and talked about what maybe some guys should be blamed. You know what I mean? Because the... The easy thing is just to say everything's Peter Shirelli's fault. And trust me, Peter yeah. is a strong, we both know, he was a strong-minded guy that had a very, uh, uh, well, I don't want to use the term high opinion of himself, but certainly believed in his capabilities. I don't know who sourced him on all of the information. Like, I'll give you an example. I'm led to believe that his coach is on the Strom for Spooner trade. I don't think that his coaches wanted to do that deal because they saw the value in Strom as a third-line center. Okay. Yes, he wasn't productive. He was a 53% uh, possession player at the time of the trade. He played the final 14 games as an winner with Milan Lucic, who was struggling offensively himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the guys knew that Strom was going to be difficult to replace. So I think that the coaches at that time probably would have been against that move. Uh, you know, you take a look at the move that happened yesterday by placing Brandon Manning on waivers. and yep. I'm, So here's what I'm going to do. This is Ken Hitchcock on December 31st, the day after the Edmonton Oilers uh, made the trade, trading Drake Kajula. Uh, which defenseman was it again that went in that deal? The, Garrison. Uh, thank you, Jason. Thank you. Good job, Brandon. Oh, Garrison. Jason Garrison. Who, For a Swedish guy, we're never going to see. Robin Norell because they had to take a contract back. Uh, and this was Ken Hitchcock's comments the next day. I talked to the old coach, the guy that's got gray hair, 
so I know what he brings and I talked to the guy that coached him for five years there in Philadelphia and I, I'm well informed he's he's a no-nonsense third pair guy that can build good minutes for you and and plays very honest and holds himself and others accountable which is good for us you got to give up something to get something um, and and I think what this conference has taught us this is a veteran conference with a lot of experienced players and if you cannot defend your own zone and you can't get it out it doesn't matter what you think you can do offensively you're never going to get the opportunity all right so let's just preface this by saying that on december 29th the orders were down 7-1 to san jose mm-hmm. lost 7-4 and it was obvious that weidman and garrison were struggling uh caleb jones was up at that stage uh, Kevin Gravel had a tough night in that game. The whole team did. They got bombed by San Jose. The next day, Peter Shirelli uh, made two trades. He traded uh, uh, Weidman for Petrovich, gave up a third. Uh, I, I think it's clear the Panthers probably told Shirelli, look, we're going to put Weidman on the farm right away. you got to give us a pick if you want Petrovich as well. We'll, give, we'll switch out the contracts. Paid too much, but okay, keep going. Paid too much, and then... They also did the Kajula uh, Garrison trade for Manning to balance out the money in the deal, though Manning carries uh, more moving yeah. forward. I do not believe for a second either of those two trades happened if there was not injuries. On, and In fact, Brandon, you could actually pull Hitch's first comment because <laughs> he talks about why they needed to go get the deed. And the argument was with some... Why didn't they just call up either Ryan Stanton or Keegan Lowe, as an example? Mm-hmm. Why did they trade for these two guys? How much culpability is on the general manager? How much culpability is on the coach? Did the coach influence it? Who knows? At, this, this is, but at the end of the day, we're sitting here with a team right now, Mark, that's only won six of their last 25 games. Yeah. One in the last – they're the only team in the league with just one win in their last 10 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've got now two assets that Shirelli traded for during the season. One in Spooner that they got Gagne for that they just moved right out of here. That trade didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes coaches do, I put it this way. I don't think Ken had a lot of input on the uh, Petrovich deal. I do think he, based on those comments, I do think he had some input on the Manning trade. Well, so what's the point of this exercise? We're trying to assign blame for who what brought I'm, in the bad players? What I'm saying is, for all of Shirelli's challenges, maybe not everything's on Shirelli. Okay, I completely disagree with you. You're, it's all, like, it's, easy, Mark, with you. it's easier for me. Think about this for a second. It's easier for me as the OEG employee just to say, well, Peter's the guy that's fired. It's that's all okay. his, his sure. fault. It's not I, about you, Bob. I'm just it's saying, but I'm saying from my perspective... I don't sure. know if he's entirely culpable. Okay. He signs off in the trades. I don't know if, and I disagreed with lots of things that he did. Often saying it to his face, may I add. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we're in this position in large part because of what he did or didn't do. I think we can agree on that. But there's culpability in other areas as well. Well, I guess. First of all, E, when a general manager acquires a player and it doesn't, talk to the media the next day. The coach has to talk to the media the next day. What do you think he's going to say about that player that comes in the door, Bob? A hundred out of a hundred times he's going to tell the media what a great trade it is, what a great player he is. I talk to people. I know he's good. He's always going to say that, okay? 
I'm not saying that Hitch was lying or making it up or hyperbolizing or whatever, but I've covered 100 coaches, and 100 guys say that same thing 100 times. And in fairness to— 100 times. Okay, Shirelli was not available a lot. Whatever. He, he did talk that morning. Whatever. Remember because that's remember Jason Greger talk asked— Talk or don't talk. We put a mic in the coach's face and say, hey, coach, what do you think about the trade your GM made last night? What do you think he's going to say? Oh, good player, good trade, good job. Right? Come on. You've been around long enough. Don't buy that stuff. I'm telling you right now, I believe Ken Hitchcock okay, so, wanted Brandon Manning. Okay, that's A. B, I don't care if Ken Hitchcock wants 10 minor league players. It's the GM's job to tell the coach, oh. coach, you coach, I bring players there, in there here. There you go. That's, I got scouts that, that's, out there that are telling me this fair. guy can't play. That's fair. I took on a brutal contract, two and a half next season, two and a quarter, two and a half. Whatever, whatever. It's a bad contract. Way too much. That's not the coach's fault. The GM's job is to GM the team. He brings in the bad player, the bad contract. There's, he paid a good, you know, a useful winger for him. And now Manning just went through waivers. Yep. 30 other guys didn't pick up Brandon Manning for nothing. My comment. Right? My That's comment, not on Ken Hitchcock. My comment at the time that the true trades were made, short-term solution to assist in the Oilers in stopping cycles and improving their defense. Short term. Then why'd you sign a guy with another? Listen, if you knew what you were doing, and this is me dumping on Pete Chiarelli, I'll do it right now. I'm a dumb sports writer. Bob, I'm a hockey guy. You, are, not, you I, are at times a I'm dumb sports writer. I'm not in those, in those conversations with other GMs and all that stuff. Mark, you're finally admitting it. Right. Okay. I knew, I knew, Bob, that... Stan Bowman sorely regretted signing that contract with Brandon Manning. He considered it his biggest mistake of the summer, and he would have done anything he could to get out of that deal. I knew that. I'm a sports writer. You're telling me the GM doesn't know that? Right? Bob, are you kidding me? I can't personally believe he made the combination of trades that he did. Well, he was did an awful job. He crippled his team. Right? If, if this roster was And now a, everybody's left... If this roster was an apartment, Bob, Pete Chiarelli wouldn't get his damage deposit back. Okay? Like, here, I'm not sitting here to protect or, pay, or, or I'm not kicking him because he's gone. I'd be kicking him if he was so, here. So here's... The roster's the again, roster. The, the challenge is, I per, like, put it this way. I believe he had way more input on the Reinhardt thing than the average fan does. Well, I, he scouted Reinhardt. He was a GM in he Boston. He saw him play in Bridgeport when he played right. in the AHL that year. I'm not blaming Bob Green. Bob Green could say, I love this guy, Pete. Bring him in. But Pete's the GM. He says, Bob, can't play. I'm not bringing him in. Actually, what ended up happening after that trade was made, if you recall that night, Bob Green said, I didn't see him play in the no, AHL this year, right? He, I so, don't care what the scouts say. Anyways, where I'm going, where I'm, like, everybody's like, oh, well, he traded he traded Sagan, so it must have all been him on Hall. It wasn't all him on Hall. There were some other guys in the organization that had input on the Hall decision. Yeah. In terms of the Reinhardt one, everyone's like, oh, that one was force-fed down his throat. I'm like, no, I actually believe he had a healthy – he saw Reinhardt play in the, the uh, Memorial Cup. And and why we're going down this path is because we're in this position. Like, it is good. It is going to be a difficult scenario that Keith Gretzky, even in the short term, has inherited. Think, and, so what's he trying to do? He's, got, well, he's already said he's trying to get rid of money. So what kind of money well, it's, can it's, he get rid it, of? It's interesting what's happened here. Because, you know, Peter Shirelli traded for Ryan Spooner, who got sent down to the minors the moment Peter Shirelli was relieved of his duties. Well, Ryan sure. Spooner. Okay? Brandon, Peter Shirelli traded for Brandon Manning, with or without a push or an assist from somebody else. And who, when push came to shove and they brought Secker up, which defenseman went down? Sure. 
right? And what, and they'll they'll trade, they'll try to trade Petrovich at the deadline. I actually they feel gave up a third for him. Will they get a fourth back? I I don't think so. I don't think so either. Right. So, you know, it's Listen, the I asset. get what I get what Keith Gretzky's trying to do. A, he's trying to buy himself a little cap space if he can, and B, uh, you know, Taylor Hall said this one when he at the end of one season that went bad. Yes. He said, "I'm living it." When Mark. you lose like this, he said, "The stink gets on everybody." I'm living and, it, man. And you what, should see the you should see the text right now. Sure. What Keith Gretzky's trying to do is get the stink of what Pete Chiarelli did here these last few months out of the organization. That's what he's trying to do. I'd be doing the same thing. Yeah. Uh, Cam Talbot was not part of that stink. We nope. should mention that. Not that was all. actually, uh, you know what? The Oilers nope. gave up a, a second and uh, a fourth and a seventh to get Cam Talbot. Good, that good was, trade. That he gave him good one trade. good season. And he had one great season and then just never could get consistently Never back. got it back. Do you think he might have been affected by how the contract negotiations were going in the off season? Then, because he had a good he had a good start at the start of the year. Bob, you don't care. He just, I don't care. He didn't deliver the. Don't goods. tell me I didn't play well because you didn't sign me to a three year deal. I'm yeah. telling you, play well and I'll sign yeah. you to a three year deal. I don't sign guys hoping they get better. You what sign you, guys because they're what good. Have you, what have you thought of the Koskinen deal? It's a brutal deal, right? Here's what I'll say about Koskinen: You couldn't go into the summer without one of Talbot or Koskinen sign. You needed one right. of them. So Koskinen has been a better goalie here in the last season, this season, than Cam Talbot. Yes. That's just a fact. Yes. So I sign Koskinen for sure, but I don't sign him four and a half million dollars. He's not a number one goalie. Would you have signed him by now? Signed him January twenty first. Would you have waited till? There's. Would you wait until February twenty wa- second, three days before the trade deadline? I'm watching his value going through the floor right now. When's the last time he won a hockey game? When's the last time he's the Oilers o- played a game and they had the best goalie on the ice? He's 0-6-1. Cam Talbot was better. He's getting than, out goaltended every night. Cam Talbot was better than Devin Dubnik in Minnesota when they got their only win over the last 10 yeah. games. So, so. It's, his value has gone from – it never was at 4-5. It was probably at about 3 and a quarter. And right now it's at about 2 and a quarter. Mark, I will tell you that I was as frustrated and as exasperated at times with Peter as anybody. Okay? And I mean that. But at the end of the day – there are some stuff that I think people throw. Like, not everything is the situation that it is right now for the orders. He did a lot of it. He has to accept a lot of the responsibility for okay. it. Okay. Yep. A lot. Yeah. He has to accept a large portion of the responsibility. There was some other stuff going on as well. Be intrigued to see what happens moving forward. Because this, this team right now, they got no pulse when, when they're nope. in trouble. They in got games. no pulse. The last fifth, Rob Tishkowski wrote this today. The last fifteen uh, goals they scored in seven games, they scored fifteen goals. Bob, right? Seven games, fifteen goals. Fifteen of them were set up by McDavid, Drysaddle, or Nugent Hopkins. Yeah, you know they got nothing else. They got twenty-five goals over the last ten games. Drysaddle's got eleven of them. Yeah, no, they got. We got a player on an elite run right now. He is on a major heater. And they got one win during that stretch. Yeah. That never happens. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about a different topic that uh, we, well, we'll see if we agree or disagree on. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Some guests in Oilers Now receive guest certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to Roos Chris, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Maggie and the staff, Oilers Now sent you. 1252 at Edmonton, Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing, Alberta, and the 7,000 men and women that uh, work in the horse racing industry. Spec, the Edmonton Oilers are 6-17-2 over their last 25 games 
after Ken Hitchcock started 9-2-2 two two as head coach. Um, we all know they don't have enough depth up front. Uh, the roster construction is not good enough. Uh, we've discussed that. Uh, it is largely the responsibility of uh, Peter Shirelli, though there might have been some inputs and some other trades and that sort of thing. Um, I didn't mind how the team played on the road trip, but they didn't score. Mm-hmm. Right now, the team doesn't have seem to have a lot of confidence going. Um, is this just, I mean, Hitch is, uh, Todd McClellan was 9-10-1, Hitchcock's 15-19-4. Ken has a reputation for being a taskmaster on players. I sensed on this trip that he backed off the gas. That's the sense I got. Mm-hmm. Tried to create things a little bit more positive. I know that uh, I'd just like to get your perception of where we're at right now with Ken and what's going on with this team. Well, I get the same perception as you. I think he, he started to coach. I think when things started to go sour, he does what he's always done and got a little tougher and a little harder and a little more pointed in his comments. And then he found that this team is not able to deliver under those circumstances and backed off. I think he said it didn't work. It was a coaching tactic. Tried it. Team didn't respond. And he says, well, I better find a new way in here. Uh, I think what we're clearly finding, if I'll be surprised. The team isn't good enough. Yeah. Are we still finding out that it's not the coach's fault? Are we still... Are we still looking at coaches in Edmonton and saying, oh, geez, that coach couldn't get it done here? Like, is that what we're still doing, Bob? I don't care if it's Ken Hitchcock or, or Scotty Bowman or, you know, Joel Quenville or you they have the They have three top they, the they have three top line players uh, up front, and then they have the rest of the guys that are performing basically as, as fourth liners offensively, yeah, if you look at the numbers, right? The, the coach is, is, you know... Yeah, and now yeah. defensively, they are they are going to be a different team here moving forward. In Why? theory, they could have the same defense that played two rounds of the playoffs. Though we don't know, oh, yeah. we don't Come know where we're going to get with we don't know where we're going to get with Sekra. Sekra is not going to be. And Adam Larson has really struggled here. Of yeah, late. he's been getting a lot of minutes and a lot of tough opportunities, and he's not his game has not gone north under that added pressure. No, you know, a guy like Adam Larson is a pretty steady Eddie player, right? But he's kind of like the he's kind of like the roof in your shed. You keep putting snow on it. You keep putting snow on it. You keep putting snow on it. It does buckle eventually. And all I've seen with Adam Larson is a guy who, who you know, played all those minutes when Clefbaum was out. Uh, plays first pairing minutes every night of the season. Yeah. He is not a first pairing defenseman, Bob. Here's he's a, just not a first pairing here, defenseman. Here, he's getting first pairing minutes. So I mean, people sometimes make too much of plus minus. Well, I, I, sometimes defensive defenseman numbers are actually embellished a bit because they're not on the ice for six on five goals against. Because they're not the guys that are out there. Like, here's an example. Uh, what do you think the plus minus is uh, for McDavid and Drysaddle empty net goals? Because oh, it, be it, it's minus. it's the difference with them being plus players and minus players on the season. Of course. So so Drysaddle is a minus five. He's been on the ice for seven goals against. I think two four. And uh, so okay, so he should be an even player in the year, right? And plus. No no, take, no, take, no, take no, 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 no. Six on five out of the equation, he's an even player. No, take six on five out of the equation, he's plus four because okay. he's minus five, six on five situations. Okay, okay. Uh, McDavid is minus four, six on five situations, so he too would be a plus player. The other uh, scenario. But I mean, we're talking about an Art Ross Trophy winner who, through very you no, know, not very much fault of his own, 
is hovering around even, Bob. On a team that is a huge... He's hovering around even. He's got... He's you know, Mark, he's only a 51% shot metric guy right now, uh, which speaks... This isn't me blaming Connor McDavid for having 83 points. That's good, because otherwise... Being, it's not what I'm saying, so don't hear it the wrong way. But the point is, it's a, it's a, it's a, tells the tale a little bit. When your guy's got 83 points and he's minus two, forget six on five, right? Well, I, I, it's the stupid... You know what you should campaign for in your mega powerful... Are you not the head of the Professional Hockey Writers Association? <laughs> yeah. You know what you should campaign for? What should I campaign they, for, They should Bob? change that. Da- it's the stu- There's two stats that defy logic in hockey. Okay. Okay. One is who gets credit for a loss for a goaltender. So let's yeah, say tonight. I know. I know. Okay. Yeah. So you agree on that it's, one? It's, it's a, a dumb stat. Do it like pitchers. Right. Okay. It's a dumb stat the way. Sure. It, and and then, so are six on five minus. Is a dumb six, stat. On, six on five because it penalizes the offensive players. Right. So the better players are on the ice and they get pen- and, and it makes. Yep. Right. Pretty much every year, every team is in a deficit situation. Last year, Jack five. Eichel was minus 11 in those, so 13 <laughs> yeah. times the, the... And the worse your team, the more times you got six on five, the more right. empty net goals you give up. It's a dumb stat. But Mark, there's way too much logic coming from whatever. you today on that issue. It's, that's a pretty minor piece of... Uh, but it's the difference But it's wrong. the difference between skewering numbers where you look at, oh, wow, geez, McDavid's a minus. And dry. Well, that's because they're on the ice for empty net goals against because the team's never... you know. And ultimately, the major reason why they're in that position, they haven't got enough saves. The team has dropped from like 20th to 28th or 29th in save percentage. Their goalies haven't stopped the puck yep, enough. They haven't. All right. It's 12.57 in Edmonton. You know what's better than listening to Stoffer Inspector? Well, no. Well, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Very little, Bob. Very this, little. Uh, this, this fall, joined President of New West Travel, Dennis Laliberti, on a spectacular 16-day trip to Italy and Greece. It starts with a nine-day tour of Italy, visiting the beautiful cities of Rome, Florence, and Venice with daily guided tours. Then you board NCL Cruise Lines for a spectacular seven-night Greek island cruise, including meals, nightly entertainment, and a private sunset dinner in the gorgeous Santorini. Uh, Mark Spector, by the way, got arrested in Greece back in 2004. He was one of the guys that was cheating in the 100-meter dash. Uh, he got parked at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. Book now and save 250 bucks per person. Call New West Travel at 780-432-7446 or visit newwesttravel.com. Off to a global news weather traffic update. We're going to get you to explain why I brought that reference up to the 2004 sure. Olympics in the 100-meter dash in the Greeks. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.